Welcome to the Love Before 100 podcast. I'm Rachel Birch, and I'm here because everyone says dating in your 40s sucks. So I decided to make a game out of it. Part scavenger hunt, part bucket list. I made a list of all the ways I could meet my person. Then I assigned every task a points value. The goal now, find love before I hit 100. Points or years, whichever comes first. You got me shaking, yeah, I feel the fever coming on. Oh, you know you're all I want. For those of you that don't know, a dating app profile is like a for sale sign for humans. <laughs> If you've sold a house before, you know what I'm talking about. And the dating market is very similar to the real estate market. It's volatile. One day, you're hot. You have multiple offers. And then the next day, you're getting low blood. It's really bad. It's really bad. So I decided to hire an expert to help me make my profile. And his advice was, get four to six photos showing a well-rounded life. And then pick two words, apparently men don't like to read much, two words, to summarize your personality. So I looked at my pictures, you know, me in cowboy boots at a country music concert, and me celebrating Hanukkah with my boys, and I thought two words, um, Jewish cowgirl? Jewish cowgirl? Sounds like a very smothering sexual Today we are crossing attempt to pick up a guy while performing stand-up comedy off the list. So I've been performing stand-up comedy for almost 10 years. And people often ask me how I got into it in the first place. Honestly, it's something that I always wanted to do, but never thought I'd be brave enough to try. When I was in high school, I was voted best sense of humor. Although honestly, I was actually surprised that enough people knew me and also thought that I was funny to win. But that was the initial spark. It gave me a little belief in myself that other people might think I was funny. And then when I was in my early 30s, I attended a networking lunch and the speaker had written a book called, What Would You Do If You Had No Fear? We had to go around the room and share our responses. After thinking about it, the biggest fears that came to mind were flying and public speaking. So when it was my turn to share with the group, I stood up and said, I'd travel the world performing stand-up comedy. And when I sat back down, I realized the only thing holding me back from trying was just fear. So eventually, I signed up for a class. And the final class was a performance in front of all our friends and family. About 80 people came to support our class. And after the performance, I had so many people, strangers, friends and family of my classmates, come up and congratulate me. One woman even asked to take a photo with me. She said, for when you're famous. <laughs> okay. And then I got divorced and the pandemic and everything I had joked about, my marriage and being a hypochondriac, kind of became obsolete. I had to start from scratch and I was blocked. I didn't write anything, well, anything funny for a couple years. And then I met the guy on the plane. As I mentioned in that episode, I started to write what would become my current comedy set right there on the plane next to him, a set about being single. It's funny because Ever since my divorce, I had this fantasy that I would attract a potential suitor from the audience as I was performing stand-up comedy. And of course, for that to be a thing, I'd have to let the audience know that I was single. 
And I'd have to do this without looking awkward, which for me is nearly impossible. So what started as a way to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone quickly became a hobby and a source of confidence and growth. I fell in love with the whole process, the writing, the performing, the freaking out before I went on stage. And since then, this hobby has become something more. I've been paid to perform a handful of times, so I'm a paid comedian. I placed third in a comedy competition. I've performed on my dream stage in front of 300 people, and I landed a sitcom pilot from it. Yep, I've been in a sitcom. That's a story for another time, but suffice it to say, in addition to rom-coms, sitcoms have a special place in my heart. And so today's episode is a little nod to a popular sitcom. See if you can figure out which one. As we start this episode, let me set the scene for you. I've recently signed up for a comedy night where I'm going to let the audience know that I am single. And I need some fresh ideas to complete the set about being single. So I've asked two of my single girlfriends to join me for brunch, to catch up, but also to see what comedy material I can get out of them. You're about to meet Katie and Andrea. Katie's a friend from high school. She's the little sister of one of my best friends from high school. And Andrea is the friend I made in Starbucks back in December. I have been accused of being called a serial dater. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know exactly what that means. It sounds like an accusation to me, but I guess the fact that I, I went on three dates in one day, oh. and yeah, wow. but, but you know, I mean, they all. I don't even know if these things like count as dates anymore. If you meet somebody for coffee, like I met somebody for coffee in the morning, and then I went to lunch with a friend, and I was supposed to go for a walking date with this guy. And I was just talking to my friend. I was like, okay, so after this, I'm going for a walk with this guy. And she goes, can I come along? I was like, sure. So I texted him and I said, can I bring my friend on our walking date? Yeah. And he's like, okay. And so, you know, there we were. She came along. We went on like a two hour long walking date. And honestly, I have to say, I think that this should be a thing. I think it's a great idea to bring friends on dates because she doesn't care. She has no vested interest. She asked the most interesting questions the most personal questions. We got so much information. We got, you know, his failed lawsuit, his divorce, stories about his sister dating a, you know, younger guy. And you just get a lot of information. So, But did it turn into a second date? No. Most <laughs> of my dates don't turn into a second date. <laughs> yeah, join the club. I would say not through any fault of my own. Usually it's because uh, you know, there's some, there's nothing there. It was a fun conversation, but he texted and he says, Hey, would you and your friend be interested in hanging out again? Oh and I was like, I, you know, I, I don't think we're a match, but if you ever want to go for a hike or a walk again, you know, we're totally game. He says, I might take you up on that offer because it's so hard to find people that you can have good conversations with. Cause he was a very smart guy and you know, it's like an aerospace engineer and my friend was, is as well. So that was my date gosh. number two. You guys yeah. are like an accidental throuple. <laughs> <Right. laughs> no. He probably thought the date was going to end a lot more interestingly totally. than it did. But it really was just very, you know, non-sexual walking date. And then I think the third date that day was probably, I think it was probably another, you know, coffee or you know, something very casual. I usually do mostly very short, casual dates. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um efficient, efficient dating, not serial dating. 
Yes, it is. It's sufficient. I will say it's exhausting. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. The three dates in a day is a lot. It's a lot of mental energy. Yeah. At least yours were like sporadic. Mine was like, I went, it was like first official date after like being broken up with. Had a great dinner. Everything went well. And then afterward, he left and I was walking to the parking garage and I was already messaging another guy. And he had asked me to go out for a drink. And I was like, okay, why not? I literally had back-to-back dates within like 20 minutes, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but I was like, why not? Like the first one didn't work out that well. Great conversation, great food. Everything was normal, but I just didn't feel like that vibe that you're supposed to get from somebody. I get out of the parking garage and the guy who I was just on the date with texted me. And I was like, I had such a great night with you. Oh. Like, well, then why was our dinner only an hour long? So anyways, moving on, go on the second date. And it was it, it was great. I think it went into like further dates, if you will. A lot of walking dates, a lot of walking dates. I live in a very walkable area. How do you look like great and do a walking date? Like, I will look like a frizzled poodle if I sweat. It won't be pretty if I go on a walking date. I don't know. So if you look good in a hat, wearing a cap, I mean, that's okay. I will say that's the men's trick in in their dating profiles is pictures with caps on. So they're all men just look. They're just they look way hotter with yeah. Either they're bald or caps just make you look better. So that's one way I think you can look cuter when you're going on a on a walking date. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any tricks. I'm just like I just wear whatever I like as long as I've got a bra on, like a sports bra and tennis shoes. Like I, they're going to see me like this anyways. So okay, so that actually reminded me when you said that you did that very efficient twenty minutes turnaround. That's very efficient. When I got back from the the date with Kevin number two, it ended so early, and I had my hair done that I was kind of like I hope. So I actually went on three dates in twenty four hours. It wasn't all on the same day, but the night before. I met up with a guy for dinner and he had texted while I was on the date with Kevin number two. So I texted him back and then I just kind of sat on my couch. Like, I, I know you're not supposed to accept, you know, but supposed to air quotes, uh, last minute invites. But I was like, my hair looks so good. I look good. I'm all like, you know, ready to go. All you have to do, dude, all you have to do is ask me, what are you doing right now? And it's on, but he didn't. So I just sat in my living room looking great. Uh, watching TV. It was really sad. Okay, I have a question, and I don't know why this thought came up in my head, but how do you save the names on your phone, the contacts for the guys that you meet online or these people? Do you have descriptions? Do you put where you met them? Yeah, I usually put the app that I met. I used to put the app that I met them on. Then I saw this hilarious thing on Instagram where it said like happy siblings day. And it was like, it was a screenshot of like Daniel Bumble, Jeff Bumble, like that was hilarious. But mine usually have their jobs. So it was like, you know, Bob, hotel guy, Dan, real estate slash dirt, you know, like, and then I had one guy, I didn't even know what he did. So he was like mountainy guy. Um, So I do try to put a descriptor in there. I don't save phone numbers like anyone's. Like even like friends, I, I just do not save phone numbers. I'm really, I know Rachel, I don't even have your number. I am really, you even really have my good. phone number. We usually message it through Instagram. All through Instagram. I'm very good with numbers. I'm not like not good at math, but I'm just really good at memorizing phone numbers. So like if somebody texts 
me, I have like their number, like I know it. So I was out with a guy the other night and he was like, do you still not have my number saved? Like we've been hanging out for like a few months now, whatever. And he's like, do you still not have my number saved? And I was like, no, look, I'll show you. So I start scrolling through my phone and he's like, that is the weirdest thing (laughs) I've ever seen. But there were like a couple numbers saved, like my niece, my nephew. There was one person in my phone that said last night. He wasn't too happy about that. Well, Katie, you're missing the like amazing feeling of deleting someone as a contact when you're pissed at them. Like I, last week I had someone in my phone, won't say who, he had a name and now he does not have a name. He is just a phone number. And I'm like, yeah, take that. Take that. So you are missing out on the opportunity to delete them as a contact, which feels so good. So you can do it your way. So I'm doing it the opposite way. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, if, you're, if your number gets saved in my phone, you're lucky. Yeah. I but like that. In my life, there's more likely people that need to be deleted immediately than people that are going to eventually get saved, sadly. So I love, like, nope, you're not on my phone anymore. Or I change their name to... I've done this a couple of times and I shared about this one time where I'm like, he's not for you or don't reply. He doesn't deserve it. Like I actually have female friends. I will say this. I will not show the picture, but their name is saved as the word no before their name. So that I know you have been burned by answering this call. Do not do it. I have one friend that is up to three no's in front of her name. And the picture is this like red X like emoji thing that I found on Google. So like, I'm very serious about my contacts and how they're used. So this is disturbing to me, but I'll allow it. That's so funny. I will tell you, I put him in my phone. We've been hanging out now for like a little bit. So I put his name under maybe. Like I don't like on Google contacts, it'll be like, maybe this person's calling you. I, I saved it under maybe Jet and was like, okay, like we'll see where this goes. I love that. Oh, I like that. I have a friend who every time a guy pisses her off, he loses a letter in his name in her contacts. But you know, if you have a long name, then you kind of get more chances. So I, I, I like the whole being decisive about how you get rid of at people. That is so funny. I had this one guy that we matched with. It was a Saturday morning. We had a phone conversation that afternoon and he asked me to meet up for coffee that evening and I said I'm sorry I had other plans and then he texted me later and he says hey, you know I yeah you know I, I found you really interesting and we had a really great conversation but I figured you were going on a date that night I was like yeah we literally you and I met on a dating app and we had one conversation he says well whenever you're ready to just date one person give me a call Ew. I was like what <laughs> he was all butthurt that I had a date, even though we met on a dating app. I'm like, just because you're not getting dates, not my problem. (laughs) It's so crazy how like so many of the profiles will say no serial daters. I'm like, you can't just, I mean, that's like I shared before the guy that I went out on a date with. And like on the first date, he was like, I want to like, I'm ready to commit. And I was like, I don't know you. I will go on a second date with you. But like, I I do want to be committed. That is literally my goal in life is to like (laughs) find my partner. But this is not how you do it. You don't like, I mean, I don't, that's not how I do it. Okay. Do you guys ever get picked up on a first? Do you guys just say no? Do they offer at least? Like, I've never gotten offered to get picked up. I'm like, that's nice. Okay. No. Here's my address. And you might never again when they murder you. 
or kidnap you or whatever they do to you. No, I will tell you. I so I told him I was like I will come down. I gave him like a rough address. Like I just gave him like the street I live on, and I was like I'll come down. And then I ended up giving him the address, and he came up and knocked on the door. And I, I was like, what? He's like, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, oh hold God. on. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Katie. Nice to meet you. What? So then, yes, I still got in his car. You got in his car? Well, because he was nice. He was like, I'll pick you up. And like, everybody oh. always says, like, famous last word. Yeah, he, he was, was nice. nice. He's like, you bitch, you better get in my car. They're not going to do it that way. They're going to be like, oh, I'll pick you up. I'm happy to drive. Well, it was so nice. And he was like, hey, we're going to karaoke tonight. And I'm thinking, like, I do not do karaoke. I've never done karaoke. That is not my scene. And we get on the freeway. We go to Laguna Woods, whatever. And he goes, oh, I signed us up for a karaoke song. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, okay, but it's a duet. Okay, red flag. Red, like, that's when the red flags for me started kicking in. That's your red flag? And I was like, I'm, like, I'm not doing a duet. He goes, okay, do you want to be Timon or Pumbaa? I was like, what do you mean? Like, well, we're doing a Kuna Matata from The Lion King. I literally was like, I can't do this. Like, and the bar was packed. So anyways, I agreed to a second date with him. And then we went to karaoke in Huntington. <laughs> weird. I think that's a weird fetish. Like, I think the karaoke is a weird fetish. I find fetishes just fascinating. Like, I, I mean, I just, I just really do. And that's probably how I wound up with foot fetish guy. So I had somebody comment on my, one of my pictures. I was in a tree, you know, hiking. It was one of those like camping pictures. I wasn't wearing shoes and his response was nice feet. So, I mean, somebody goes nice feet. I was like, oh, you have a foot fetish. I, I just, I just approach this whole process with just curiosity. And I just find people fascinating, like no judgment. Um, he says, I just like nice feet. So I asked him, I was like, oh, what are, like, what do you consider nice feet? He like went to detail, high arches, soft soles, and nicely pedicured feet. I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, kept asking questions. How did you find out that you had a foot fetish? And he said, well, you know, my, there was one of my exes, whatever, did whatever with her feet. And he just got really turned on and that's how he learned he had a foot fetish. And I got a video. <laughs> I did get a video because, of course, you know, I just had to go take take it down to the very end. Go, oh, so I, I just kept asking questions. I was like, "What do you do with the feet? What was the video?" Oh, it was a video of him sucking his ex girlfriend's toes oh. one at a time, and then a fi- a finale of like all five toes stubbed in his mouth. Oh. Uh, I thought it was her feet rubbing on him. On him. Oh, I got one of those too. (laughs) The next one I came. But and then he proceeded to ask me for a picture of my feet, and I was like, you know what? After those videos, I think I'm good. (laughs) I think we're good. I think we can. I think we can say goodbye now. And then I unmatched. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, my feet are not nicely pedicured right now. (laughs) I just unmatched. But I still have his number. So if anybody's interested in the foot fetish guy, <laughs> I still have his number saved. That's foot fetish guy. Fetish guy. Well, wow. I'm, I'm pretty close to accepting applications for like just bottom of the barrel. So I'll reach out to you when I get, I'm, I'm like one step above 
foot fetish guy, but we'll see. <laughs> or ankle monitor guy, Katie, is he still available? Um, I don't know. I He's the one person who, uh, okay, we met out at a bar and it was like kind of during the day and all my friends loved him. And he ended up leaving to go to another bar. And 10 minutes later, he came back and he was like, hey, I'm, I'll hang out with you like longer. So we, I ended up leaving my friends. They all approved. Okay. Like there were six girls with me and all six of them approved. We go to like, get a, we go to the food truck down the street. We take the food over like this fountain and like this park area. We're having a great time. And then he's like, oh, I have to head home really quickly. He's like, come with me. So you guys, of course, I go with him. Katie. It was fine. Everything was great until we got like the conversation. You guys, I had spent like seven hours with him. So now it's like 7 p.m. We had already had dinner. We get back to his place and he was like, we're going to go out with some of my friends, like who you met earlier. So I'm like, perfect. He's like, I just got to put my jewelry on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what? He like goes over to his cat and takes his ankle monitor off and like puts it on his ankle. And I'm just thinking, okay, what like i like what do you do at that point but like instantly ordered the uber first off i didn't even know like the location where i was so i'm like anywhere near here just somebody come and pick me up now but like if you have an ankle monitor you, like i'm pretty sure you committed like a felony right like you're a lawyer rachel like i don't know or was it just like maybe like seven duis i don't know let's just say red flag let's say it doesn't <laughs> matter like i think i need to come with you on your dates and this is why i'm single because i've eliminated Everything that you're saying here, I'm like horrified. It's the same thing when I met Andrea for lunch and I was like, let me look at your app. And I got, I started scrolling and then I got to the place and I just turned to her and I go, you have really bad taste in men. (laughs) There's this man, he's like 70. And I was like, why are you matched with this guy? Andrea's gorgeous. And the men that she was matching, like, of course, they're going to be mad if she goes on another date because they're like, this woman is so far out of my league. And then you also are gorgeous and you're just like playing, what is it? Clean up, like sweep where you're like, oh, you're like a man of the night. You have a hunchback, like you have a like rap sheet. You have like another family in Riverside. Yes, come to me. I will get in my, in your car and I will go with you to Leisure World and we will sing Hakuna Matata. I, this is why I'm single. That's what's out there. And I just automatically am like, no. That's why group dates are a thing. We need to make group dates a thing. We need to go on a group date. I think we do. I think we do. You need to come on a walk with me. I think that that's a good thing. Oh my God. Each of us has to find a guy. It would be really hard for me because I've given up and God is going to have to drop him into my casita. But each of us can find a guy and we will invite, invite the others on a date. I like that. Okay. I'm also really bad at like flirty texting. Like, if somebody like a 30 year old is reaching out and they're like, they send something like cute or like sexy, I just respond, rar. Oh my God. <laughs> like, R A W R. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I send. And then I'm like, two hours later, I'm like, oh man, I had probably like a really good response, but I just think so. I'm like awkward and like I get nervous. So I'm just like, rar. I don't know. I do a flame emoji because like I've matched a lot of guys. I wasn't say recently, but like in the past where they'll just send you an unsolicited selfie. Like, I don't need it. I know what you look like. I have your profile and I never know what to 
respond when they send you a picture. So I usually do like the flame emoji, but I might try the RAR with the flame emoji. I scare them away because I'm like, stop. I don't like the um, doctor that I met outside the cougar bar. He sent me a bunch of, of, and they weren't very good. I'm like, dude, you don't look good. I know you think you look good, but you do not look good. And then he sent it to me the next day too, the same one. And I'm like, how many freaking people are you sending this very bad selfie to? I should probably, like Andrea mentioned about the profile, be like, this isn't the best picture of you. I would stop sending it to all the ladies, you know? Rar. Rar. <laughs> Rar. Just send them. I mean, Andrew, what do you send? Like, if somebody sends you a sexy text and like, can't wait to see you. Like, even with like, can't wait to see you tonight. I'm like, Rar. <laughs> I just get so nervous. <laughs> I'm probably just as bad. I'll just start sending like a claw emoji, like rar. Uh, instead of the rar, I'll just have, like a bear paw or something. Like they're gonna be yeah. like to their friend, I was gonna invite this girl to go in my car with me, but now I'm not going to because she just sent me a claw emoji. I think that's a good line of defense, actually, for you. Do do, oh, do no, please. Yeah, do do that, please. I mean, it's ridiculous, you guys. Like now I see why I'm having such trouble because I've eliminated a bunch of weirdos well, <laughs> you're welcome well i just felt like 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 last week you went like you asked all these guys you know like how like dating is for them and like how it is for us is completely different like here's these guys out there dating seven women they have women internationally they have like brazilian women and i'm over here just like what am i one of those seven women like we talked about earlier or like here I am like, okay, are my like standards too high? No, I know they're not. <laughs> no, yours are definitely not too high. Yours, we, could, we could actually bump them up a little bit, I think. Maybe just, yeah, just like no ankle bracelets, no Hakuna Matata. So I was thinking about how you were talking about like the, the various guys that are out there. And it's interesting because I've grown through this process of dating so much where like I used to take people at face value. Like, I was just kind of like, this is a nice person. They're saying these nice things. They fit this profile. And Katie, actually, one of the guys that we went to high school with, he was a little bit older than me. We matched, handsome, successful, like funny. We had this banter going. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of disappeared. And I was so upset about it. And come to find out, he had been arrested for like serious drugs, I think he like was involved with some violence against prostitutes, like just like mind blowing, like, and someone will put forth a persona on a dating app and you're like, this is nothing. So like that guy, based on all of that, I'm sure was dating all sorts of people also, right? Like I wasn't the only one, thank goodness. Like that was actually a blessing, but it's just kind of like, I, and that's why eventually I deleted them because it was, and I mean, it's not that much better when you meet them in person in a bar with their ankle bracelet on the plane where they do whatever they do. Like there's no real good filtering process except for time. And the problem is, and getting to see them interact in different ways, right? There's really a process of evaluating. And at the end of the day, a lot of people self eliminate themselves like the guy that messaged Andrea and was like oh you went on a date I just talked to you for a minute how dare you like okay like no the guy that asked me to be exclusive on the first date I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure there's some issues here we're not gonna 
be a match. So it's an interesting, it's like a science experiment, just dating, I think. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt until like that real red flag hit, you know, like, no, yeah. okay. No, the other should way. always be judging. <laughs> should way. always be judging. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, oh, they're nice. They offered to pick you up in their car. That's nice. No no, no. 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 Andrea, what do you do? As a, as a fellow attorney, here's the burden of proof. <laughs> really, for me, it's like I said, most of my dates don't go past the first date. And it's because I I go in with an open mind. I go in thinking this is just going to be a fun conversation. I am sure I always have fun on dates because I make sure that I have fun. And, you know, regardless of what comes out of it, but if there's no connection, and that's the thing, I don't have that, you know, real chemistry with a lot of people or the ability to have the type of conversations that I want to have. And that's why most of my dates are, I guess I'm a serial dater because I go one and done kind of date because there usually isn't that connection that makes it worth a date number two or number three. But I definitely look for the red flags early on. And I think knowing what my non-negotiables are, that's why I was able to get rid of gift guy pretty early on. Like five years ago, I definitely would have given people a lot of chances. But I think knowing what my non-negotiables are just makes it really easy to figure out if somebody fits that or not. But I always have fun. I always go out and have a good time on my date. Yeah, I love your philosophy on dating. Like just kind of being curious and getting something out of it. I recently read an article about learning something from every date. And so one guy, the the, the guy that had the crazy voice that was not a match, um, he actually started with, how's this dating app treating you? Which is such a loaded question. It's like so dumb. But I actually responded and then I copied it. because I was like, this is good. I'm going to use this from now on. And I said, I've, it's 100% positive because I choose to find the positive in every interaction. Even the worst date that I went on, that guy told me about my new favorite winery that I've been, I like now I'm a subscriber to their wine collection, their champagne, and I go to country music concerts there. Like it was actually amazing that I learned about it from him. So I like having that kind of like, I'm just going to learn something. I'm going to get something. There's no expectation. Chances are you are not my person. Chances are you're more likely a serial killer than my person. You're more likely like going to go get arrested for drugs and all this other stuff than just based on it's a numbers game. And I've been in this game a little while now, like statistically speaking, you're not for me. So (laughs) prove me wrong, you know? Hey everybody, ladies, please give it up for Rachel Birch. Thank you guys for spending your Saturday night with us. Date night. Anyone here on a date night? Yes. Woo! Anyone here looking for a date? Yeah! Anyone here looking to take a comedian home after the show? Yes! Did I make things awkward? (laughs) Okay, so now that I have your attention, before I get started, I just want to let you know, get this off my chest, I'm available. I'm single. Yeah, it's not a joke. It's more of like a public service announcement. Like a like a warning or a, a disclaimer. My dating app profile reads like one of those pharmaceutical drug commercials. You know, with all the like, 
really cute pictures of people picnicking and doing fun things to distract you from the facts. <laughs> Imagine scrolling through my profile and then you hear, Rachel's not for everyone. <laughs> if you're allergic to sarcasm, talk to your doctor before taking Rachel. <laughs> Do not drink alcohol while dating Rachel. Dating Rachel works better while taking multiple other drugs at the same time. Common side effects of dating Rachel include feelings of euphoria, headaches, and four-hour erection. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Rachel could be right for you. I hope you love that episode of Love Before 100. Be sure to tune in next time to see what happens and to help me cross another thing off my bucket list. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Love Before 100 to guarantee you don't miss a thing. Let's spend-